So how do we come up with copy that's going to resonate well when we can't put ourselves in that in that? Shall place? I say my secret sauce? Shall I say share yes! our SOP that we have? I love secret sauces. <laughs> yes, please do. Okay. I would okay, love sweet. for that. <laughs> okay, I would do. Thank you, thank you for joining me today again on the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Sarah Levenger, creative strategist, and I'm super excited to meet with one of my very good friends. Hopefully, a, a, just a long-term friend. Since we've been talking to each other for two months and we've trying to get this podcast done for forever. And we're finally making it happen. This is Carl. Carl, thank you so much for joining me. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm stoked to have you here today. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to do this podcast with you because you already have, I like the expertise in the field too. So really, really looking forward to kind of discuss everything. So you're all consumer psychology and everything with you. Yes. Well, you have like a, a really good background in this. And like, okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, CRO, conversion rate optimization, specifically for landing pages for mobile, for making that kind of connection between how the consumers use these actual platforms and how you should actually build them so that it's easy for them to convert. So you're a co-founder of CMO and Accelerated Agency. This agency is really interesting because you've helped, it looks like 68. That's a lot. 68 DTC brands to kind of generate more revenue from like the micro stuff, which I find so fascinating. So thank you. This is going to be awesome to kind of dive into what you do. So I have tons of questions, but I will limit it to a few. Sweet. <laughs> Obviously, the psychology comes into play here like intensely. And you guys have interesting things that are popping out of it. So let's talk about kind of the psychology changes that you're seeing. What are kind of the top two or three things that you see from a landing page standpoint that will help people make that kind of like lift that doesn't take much effort, I guess. Yeah, great question. I think the biggest, biggest change that you can do in terms of psychology that doesn't require much, but that will have a great, great impact on conversion rate on your landing page is trust. Because it's really easy to make big, fat claims and have a great value proposition, but then people need to believe that you're trustworthy, right? That all of the claims that you're doing and putting up on the landing page can actually be trusted and that you're going to deliver on the promises that you're making. So I feel like trust is really undervalued, but it's so easy to do once you know like kind of which levers to pull but yeah so that would be the biggest one for sure yeah well and this is something that i talk quite a lot about and i think people kind of misinterpret trust sometimes because there's two different types of trust and then there's a whole bunch of subgroups beneath that so you can have social proof trust which is just the trust that you build off of like a whole bunch of other people saying that this is a valid thing and then you have authority proof kind of trust where it's like the big doctors, lawyers, like government, they are saying that we are a valid business or whatever it is. So two different types of trust. Do you find that one works better than the other or do you use both or does it just depend? My favorite is to use them in the combination, right? So on the one hand yeah. side, we can show them the social proof. We can show them that their social peer group really loves this product. And on the other hand side, that the product is endorsed by doctors. It has been featured in their favorite magazine or a TV show, right? So you have kind of both sides supporting each other and playing into yeah. this bigger thing of trust. Yeah, that's huge. I, I find that usually when I'm doing any sort of trust on the paid advertising side, it's almost all social proof. Everybody wants to use like reviews, five stars, those type of things. But on a landing page, I think it's a little bit different because social media you're, is built to scroll. All you're supposed to do is just keep going and keep going and like forever, just for infinity, just never stop scrolling. But for landing pages, you guys have a very distinct and like great opportunity to get people to make a specific action instead of just kind of like hoping that they make it. You guys can actually pre-build your entire ecosystem so that they will have a better chance of making that. So one of the ads that I saw recently on your Twitter was for a brand called, is it Namas? Yeah. I don't know how to say that name. Namas. Yeah. Where you had 
an 8.21% increase in conversion rate, 8%. I mean, that's a lot. That's a huge lift in conversion rate off of like just a tiny change. So will you go through and kind of explain to us what they were like before and then what you guys did after? So like, let's go through and work down what the before page was. So they have really interesting, it looks like they're selling- uh, So they're selling this like health device and it's designed for female audience that are going through like period pain. Right. And then this product is designed as like a heat product that you can put on your belly that kind of takes like the pain away that you have doing like So heat treatment. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's really huge. Okay. All right. So their before page, just so for the people who can't see it, at the top, they have kind of a pink bar with what looks like a couple things of social proof in it. Their navigation bars below it, an image of, I guess, a model and kind of looks like she's just like in loungewear that says meet Maya, instantly relieve period cramps, shop now. And then it looks like she's actually wearing the product, which is awesome. And then below that, they actually have just kind of white space with our products and it looks like a scroll of products through it. So that was their before page. What did you guys change after it that kind of helped you make that 8% increase? Because it doesn't look like a lot. When I first glance, I'm like, I can't. It must be small because like they look almost exactly the same to me. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. So the only thing that we did is we jumped into the value proposition and we wanted to make sure that it really resonates with the target audience because, and that's what you have to understand about the landing page is that the first screen, like the first touch point that they have is essential, right? Because it's like the make or break of your page. Same with the first scroll stop and the first couple of seconds of your ads are going to decide whether the prospect is going to watch the whole ad and click or not, right? So on the first screen of the landing page, we have to make sure that we introduce a product. uh, What is this meet Maya section that we have the value proposition, right? These like instant pain relief and then also kind of build the trust, which you've been talking about in the announcement bar. So we have all of these elements playing together that make it like really interesting for the prospect to scroll down and have a look at the storytelling yeah. and everything. This so must what you be can so fun. <laughs> yeah. So what you can see and you can maybe describe this too to the audience is that on the right hand side, under the product introduction, we added a couple of words in the value proposition. Yeah. Yeah. So the only difference that it seems like you guys added was just a change in the actual subcopy. So headline is the same, meet Maya. The actual image is the same of this woman in loungewear who's actually wearing the product and she's smiling, just hanging out on her couch. The only difference is that the subtext doesn't say what it used to say, which was instantly relieve period cramps. Now it says healthy, drug-free, and instant period cramp relief. So close and being the same, but it's saying a totally different message. And this one tiny tweak had an 8% lift. I'm like, you're blowing my mind here. Just because this this has a lot to do with human behavior and human psychology where it's not a big change. It's not like a drastic change. The only thing you did was update the text and then it looks like you guys added like a drop shadow behind it so it stood out just a tiny bit more than it did yeah. before. And yeah. that was huge for this brand. It kind of explain more about how, how this happened and like how you guys got to this particular piece of copy. Sure, sure thing, would you? So you explained it beautifully. It's just, a, it seems like the smallest tweak on this page. We didn't really touch much. We didn't change the imagery or something else. But the power of the way proposition, the power of the messaging is huge. I mean, you know this from the performance marketing side with different angles, right? You're always talking about the same product, but the way how you introduce a product and have the storytelling and the anger with the certain pain point or certain desired outcome 
completely changes everything in terms of click-through rate and ROAS, right? Yeah. And that's the same <laughs> with the landing page, right? When you when we change the angle or change the messaging or make the messaging stay the same but resonate more with the target audience, that's how we are able to bump up conversion rate. So that's what happened there. There was already a value proposition, right? And the product introduction of Meet Maya, instantly relief period cramps, period pain. So just what we did is we kind of went through customer surveys and the feedback and the DMs that they got on social media to understand more about the pain points that they're going through, like when they're buying a product like this, right? Yeah. So yeah. because I'm not the tight audience, I don't want to do the copywriting with my words explaining the benefits of the product, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to buy this product at the end of the day. So <laughs> that's why we wanted to base the value proposition on the customer feedback that we found. And what we did basically was just extract all of the feedback, the reviews, testimonials, and DMs, and then read through them. And we were basically analyzing like what are the most common words and metaphors and analogies that they use. Ah, that's amazing. Of why they bought the product or why they want the product, right? And yes. then it's like a small change, but us adding these like two benefits or two pain points to the value proposition makes it resonate so much more with the prospect. And that's yeah. why it increased conversion rate at the end of the day. Yeah. It's the research. And I'm so glad you bring this up, obviously, because I'm big into research, huge into the actual psychology of what the consumers are saying. But I think people often don't quite know which pieces to pull out. And that's something, the question that I get a lot is, how do you know which pieces of every single comment to pull out to put into your ads? And you totally nailed it on the head. It's frequency. It's frequency that's most important. You can pull out basically anything out of these comments, any pain point at all that you see and test it and run it. But we want to test the ones that are like 99% sure are going to hit best. So the frequency comes up most important when you're doing any sort of ling linguistic analysis. And for you guys, it seems like this particular audience really wanted something drug-free and healthy, right? Not just instant, because you actually kept that that phrase in there, instant period cramp relief, that's still in there. But you just added two different pain points that came up most often, which was healthy and drug-free. And that's pretty important to this particular crowd, especially if you deal with like severe, severe problems during that time of the month, especially for these women. You want something that you don't have to like take a drug every single month. I mean, that's really hard on the body. And for this particular crowd, it's really important to them that it is drug-free. So you guys like rush this one <laughs> i mean like it, it's amazing yeah i mean you yeah. need the explanation on the head right once we were able to really hit the pain points that they had with other products so for example taking supplements or taking drugs once a month to they may have the objection that this product somehow is bad badly influencing their health or something right because yeah. it's a really intimate problem right from what I'm seeing, right? I don't want to judge it, but from <laughs> I'm seeing, it's pretty intimate. Yeah. So they want to make sure that when they're using the product, it's healthy and it doesn't affect them in any negative way. Yeah. So that's why yeah. this like small change in words and messaging really hits it home for them now and gets them to buy the product. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And, and this is something too, like side note, I really believe that there's a big problem nowadays in not being able to be empathetic towards the customer. So I'm glad you guys kind of hit on that where it's like, I'm not the customer, right? Like I, I can't really put myself in her shoes and understand what she's going through, but we can, we can do things to craft it, right? We can kind of like, I don't know, kind of faux create it for ourselves so that it's easier for us to get into that mode of creating good copy that will hit correctly. So if that's something that people struggle with, what is your advice, I guess, to anybody who's, I'm not the target customer. So how do we come up with copy that's going to resonate well when we can't put ourselves in that 
in that Shall I say my secret sauce? Shall I say yes! our SOP that we have? I love secret sauces. <laughs> yes, please do. Okay. I would okay, love sweet. for that. <laughs> okay, I would do. So here's the secret sauce. I hope you're ready for this. Because <laughs> you can ready. literally take it and replicate it and do it yourself. So what you want to do, first of all, is you want to design a certain set of questions that you can then later ask your customers. And these questions yeah. should be designed to get answers around their pain points, beliefs, desires, and motives. So questions could be something like, what issues were you facing when buying, like when shopping for a product of this in the past? What did you like most about the product? Why did you choose us? How are you using this product in your day to day? Yeah. What solution is this problem giving you? And all of these questions, right? And yeah. then you basically yeah. set up a form of questions. Can be a Google form, can be Jot form. Doesn't really matter what tool you use. And then you pick out a segment of your existing customers, right? You want to take like 500 to 1,000 customers minimum so you can get a lot of feedback. And then you push out the survey to the customers and the, the frame that she used in the email is, hey, listen, we really want to uh, improve our customer experience, our products and everything. So that's why we need your feedback as a happy customer. And what we want to do is we want to give you a $10, $20 gift card once you answer all of these questions, right? It's only five questions, going to take you three minutes of your day, and then we're going to send you this gift card so that you yeah. can buy more in our store, right? It's a win-win-win. <laughs> you get these high qualitative yeah. answers and you get them to buy again. And then basically you put all of these answers in a huge spreadsheet and then you start reading through the answers and watch out for pain points or keywords. Yeah. And then, for example, you start reading and then a girl is saying, I bought this product because every single month I'm experiencing huge stomach pain. And then, for example, this would be the first keyword, huge stomach pain, because like, yeah. that's the way that she describes her problem and her pain point. Yeah. And then you can hit on my Mac, it's command F, right? You search for how many yeah. people of this, like thousand people segment are using stomach pain on a way to describe their feelings <laughs> and then you basically yeah. do like a quantitative analysis of how many people out of these thousand are using stomach pain yes. and then you just like rinse and repeat this process with the yeah. keywords that you found and then it's almost easy to build a value proposition based on the most used word. That's huge. You and I have literally the same exact process. <laughs> and yet we've we've never met before. This is the most interesting part about this industry is meeting people who are like very validating for yourself, which is kind of nice, but also just wicked smart. Like we're all coming up with kind of the same solution and seeing good results in totally different areas. I'm in paid advertising, you're in landing. But it's really curious. Get curious. That's like the, the basis of what we do and how we drive these good results and see these massive lifts. We're just curious. I just want to know, what is your life like? What is it like having awful periods every single month? I don't know. So you just tell me, right? Yeah. Get curious. I think that's a really good place to stop just because if we do anymore, I'm just not, I'm going to keep talking forever. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to follow you or get connected with you and, and work with you? That would be nice too. Yeah. The best way to get connected with me is on Twitter because I'm most active there. I'm pushing out content every single day and I'm actually answering my DMs. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> actually answering. That's a huge part of business. Well, thank you. This was so fun. I appreciate you being here today. This was like just chock full of value. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah.